This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning. Welcome to Friday and the last day of March. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. To say Donald Trump has had an infamous track record would be an understatement. And now he's made history as the first former president in the U.S. to be indicted. A Manhattan court indicted him on more than 30 counts related to business fraud. And at our forum last night, Chicago candidates for mayor turned the news into political talking points. My colleague Mariah Wolfel was there. She says Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson tried to tie Paul Vallis to Trump. Johnson referred to recent funding from a group founded by Trump's education secretary, Betsy DeVos, that was meant to help elect Vallis. This Trumpian style politics that has inserted itself into this campaign is quite disturbing. In regards to the indictment, Vallis said, quote, justice needs to be served. He also distanced himself from the DeVos funding. He says it's going to a separate group that supports electing Vallis, not his campaign itself. I've never had any contacts with Betsy DeVos. Also last night at the debate, Brandon Johnson said if he's elected for mayor, he's going to fire Public Health Commissioner Dr. Allison Arwitty. We have different views of, of public health, and so... Uh, No, she will not stay on in my administration. Johnson was answering a question in a lightning round, so he didn't elaborate. Arwoody and the Chicago Public Teachers Union, which is backing Johnson, have previously fought over returning to school during the pandemic. Paul Vallis, on the other hand, said he would keep Allison Arwoody if she wants to stay. For more highlights from last night's forum, you can listen to WBEZ's daily talk show, Reset, today at 11 a.m. Speaking of school during the pandemic, Chicago public school officials are looking at ways to help students make up some of the ground they lost when COVID-19 forced distance learning. Officials are counting on a $135 million universal curriculum to support students. My colleague Sarah Karp is reporting that some teachers feel the curriculum is being pushed on them before it's really ready to roll out. Now, the curriculum is supposed to be optional for teachers, but Chalkbeat and WBEZ found that 83% of schools are already using it for at least one subject. Jen Johnson is with the Chicago Teachers Union. She says those numbers mean teachers are likely being pressured to use it. They don't want to be caught not using it if they if they think they're supposed to be using it, but then they're finding challenges with it. School district officials say the curriculum offers high-quality lessons, but that schools are free to use rigorous alternatives. It is officially spring now, but you know we've had a springish winter this year. That means the more than 80 million Americans who suffer from seasonal allergies are experiencing symptoms early. Climate Central is a research group that has a new report, and it shows that climate change is leading to a more intense allergy season. Dr. Beiju Malde is an allergist with Northwestern University. She spoke with WBEZ's daily talk show Reset about the impact of climate change on seasonal allergies here in Chicago. About 20 years ago, we used to tell people March and April, that's your tree season. May and June, 
typically grass season. Now I find that, that the trees are pollinating sometimes as early as early February, but going into like May. I think our seasons, A, start earlier, but then last longer. Dr. Malday says it's important to speak with your doctor if you're experiencing worsening symptoms. And now for a few quick hits. Defense attorneys in the ComEd bribery trial are continuing their assault on the government's most damaging witness in the case so far. Former ComEd executive turned government mole Fidel Marquez has been on the stand all week. Lawyers for the defendants he secretly recorded for the government slammed Marquez for the deal he cut with prosecutors to avoid prison time. And if you're into comics, you probably already know that C2E2, the Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo, is back this weekend at McCormick Place. This year, Chris Evans from Captain America is scheduled to appear. And as of yesterday, Black Club was reporting that tickets were still available, but selling fast. So if you want to go and you ain't got tickets, hurry up. As for the weather, as I mentioned, spring has sprung. It's going to be in the 60s today and rainy almost all day long. We also have a chance of some severe weather and thunderstorms, strong winds between 3 and 11 p.m., according to the National Weather Service. Be safe. And that's it for now. Later today, come back to hear from Ennis Martin. He's a Chicago-based illustrator and painter, and he's also an Afrofuturism and science fiction fanatic. Ennis uses sci-fi art to help make sense of being human. I'm kind of known for my whales at giant feet. It's kind of like a thing people know me for. That's coming up at 2 p.m. today as part of our Shy Sounds Like series over at Vocalo. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again a little later. Listener.